Hello, and welcome to the Over the Barricade podcast. I am your host, Ryan Downing, joined, as always, by my tag team partner, the one, the only, the deadliest catch, Lee Brando. As always. As always. As always. Do I have to call it out right away? Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we got uh, we got another hot one. That is, we have another interview with Big Mike himself. Two days before his curtain call. That's this Saturday night, December 9th. Delaware Agricultural Museum, Dover, Delaware. It's going to be a packed house. It's going to be like insane. It's going to be like four cage matches. It's going to be a bunch of title matches. It's going to be a Randolph Scott Memorial Battle Royal. And he talks all about it in this interview that we're going to go to right now. It's Big Mike. We are super excited to have you back. Hello. Hello, gentlemen. How y'all doing? Fantastic. How about you? Man, I tell you, I am tired is what I am. <laughs> well, I, I, I can only imagine it's been an incredibly busy week. Oh, goodness. It's my, uh, the past month, I would say, since uh, after November the 4th, it's just been balls to the wall, man. It's been crazy. Well, it is, uh, it is the week of the huge show at the uh, Delaware Agricultural Museum in Dover. Yeah. Uh, it was, to my understanding, originally just a Rampage show, uh, Rampage Pro Wrestling show, but this thing has exploded. Oh, man. Well, the, the, how it ended up at, I know there's a, there's a lot of stuff with that. We won't even get into all that. Um, this thing, is, it's gotten crazy is what it is. You know, Sean Hardy and everybody got together and said that everything that I've done for them, they want to do for me. And, and you know, there's six, there was originally nine promotions involved. <laughs> and for, for some reason, why or the other, it ended up being six. So, you know, people dropping out, whatever, because of problems, everything else. But, you know, the fact that six promotions are getting together to honor me, it's just freaking craziness, man. It's it's pretty incredible. It's been actually fun to watch this develop um, over the last month to two months. As uh, you know, from the time we first talked up to now, watching yeah. watching the updates as more and more talent has gotten involved being on the show. This card is completely insane. Um, this is there's going to be four steel cage matches. Yes. <laughs> Um, Four steel cage matches and a rumble match. Yeah, the, the rumble match is very near and dear to my heart. Um, uh, yeah, if we you actually if you could that to my father. And uh, it uh, ran. It's officially titled the twenty five man Randolph Scott Memorial Rumble match. Could you uh, yes. talk a little bit about the how that came about? Well, they came to me with the idea. They said, "Might we want to do this show?" and and of course, first off, me being me was like, you really don't have to do that. And they said, no, we really want to do this. And I said, well, if we're going to do it, I want I want a match. That it, you know, if we're going to honor my life, you know, what's better way to honor my life than the person that got me started watching wrestling in the first place? And that was my dad, Randolph Scott. And my dad always wanted to be a wrestler. He had 
I've got pictures of him in his out in the singlet and the boots and the whole nine yards, and he was like in his 20s. But he never knew how to. Back in those days, the, the, the business was a lot different than it is now. It was very super secretive, and, you know, they wouldn't let you just go, oh, I won't be a wrestler, but come on in and let me take your money, kick your ass, and kick you out on the street. And, you know, my dad didn't know nobody. So um, since my dad didn't know nobody, he never did it. And this is my way of my dad uh, getting, a, getting a place in pro wrestling. Well, it's a pretty big stage to do that on as far as uh, this area goes. Uh, yeah. pretty, much, pretty much every big name is on this. Uh, every big name from Delaware, a lot from Maryland, a lot from further north than that. Um, mm-hmm. Talk a little bit about you know some of the some of the matches that you're looking forward to, or some of the performers that you're looking forward to uh, see on this show. You know, I, I'm, I'm ready to see everybody. I mean, we it's just going to be a top card from up to down. You know, yeah, I'm really excited to see you know who's going to win the rumble. You know, we'll get to that in a second with what Rich Steve and and everybody's been saying. Yeah, but yeah. you know, I'm I, you know I'm. Everybody's talking about Funky and Kindred in the case to determine who the real Indy Roundup champion is. They're talking about Johnny Malloy and Muddy Waters in the case. That's going to be a hell of a match for the uh, Rampage Pro Wrestling Heavyweight title match. And then JT Funk with Mason Walls and everybody else. I'm really excited to see BCW. TJ Sykes is going to be defending his belt in, on, in the 15-foot high steel cage. I'm really excited to see that again. You know, the tag team champions, you know, that's going to be a match. Project Mayhem, it looks like Project Mayhem has got the better hand of everything. So they're, they're half of the teams involved. So, you know, 410 Masters is going to have a hell of a fight. So it's going to be a great time. And, again, I'm just really excited to see. I know there's things going on that I don't know about as far as things that are going to happen and, and things like that. And uh, so I'm just excited for the night, and I know that there's going to be a lot of tears. Uh, there's going to be a lot of crying. And uh, But it, in the end, it's going to be remembered of a life well-lived in pro wrestling, I feel. Definitely. You know, it's going to be a hard show to leave the building at the end of the night, I think, for a lot of people kind of, you know, putting the finality on it. Um do you, I, I don't know. I know it's a couple days beforehand. Where what's next for Big Mike after December ninth? Well, you know, I think what's next for me is is to take a break and uh, concentrate on things that need to get concentrated on. Uh, you know, my my battle with weight loss and my health and um, some of the other th- fun things I'd like to do, like the narr- audiobook stuff and the acting and comedy and things like that so me getting rid of this not really getting rid of it i don't think you ever get rid of it it's it's when you're in and lee you can speak for me on this subject too when you're in the business you're in the business yeah you will always be in the business you know what i mean and it's in your blood it's a bug and and i don't think i'll ever get rid of it it's just right now i just gotta take a little vaccination and take a break and find a new bug (laughs) <laughs> and uh that's that's basically what's going to happen it's you know it's like i said it's for three years that's been hot and heavy on the road so the last three years of the 15 the last three years have been the heaviest 
And, uh, you know, it's taken a toll on my family. It's taken a toll on my health. But it's taken a toll on my life. And it's just time to take a break. You know what I mean? And say, yeah. hang up the microphone and say, here, it's for the young kids. Y'all go have some fun now. <laughs> I helped pave the way, so just continue walking down it. Right on. Right on. So you had uh, alluded to it earlier, but for anyone, you know, we kind of want this to be an introduction for people going to the show. For anyone who's not totally familiar with the Project Mayhem situation, you want to give kind of an abridged history of what's happened in the last uh, month with that? I, it's, I know it's been a lot. Yes, it's been a lot going on. Uh, we Actually, the Project Mayhem situation goes as far back as last year and uh and early in the year with in uh berkeley springs west virginia is how far back this little feud with me and rich steve goes and you know they came to rampage when i was there and decided they wanted to you know try to run rampant and the whole nine yards and and what's happened is they've so far have succeeded yeah it looks like they got to the top of the uh chain of command there yeah they are the chain of command you know we had the match november the 4th and it was you know my team rampage versus team project mayhem and the winner gets you know if i win you know they were to disband well that didn't happen because we lost due to a couple of turncoats in uh dangerous danny horn Mm -hmm. and believe it or not my wife and uh yeah so um but I'm not quitting. I still believe in what I believe in. And Rich Steve now has said that, you know, him and Danny Horn both have said that they have entered into this rumble for the only dual purpose is to take me out and to kill my name in wrestling. That's the only thing that a man's got left is his name. They've taken everything else from me. They're going to try to take this. And I, But, I, you know, what those boys don't know, is I got the boys from BCW on my side. We got some boys from 1CW on my side. There's a whole lot more of them than they are Project Mayhem. So I'm interested to see what's going to happen and who's going to win this Rumble. And I damn sure hope it ain't Rich Steve or Danny Horn. Well, I know. I, I Seeing some of the chirping that's been going on on uh, Facebook, on social media, I would have to say you'd take, a little, you'd take some delight in uh, seeing those boys get eliminated and get thrown out yes uh, delight is is the is the word ecstasy i think is the word you're looking for <laughs> um I, I would be elated to see that and just have a big old as my as my daddy would say dookie eating grin on my face smiling from ear to ear so to watch them get going yeah i, I can imagine it'd be pretty tough and that's everyone's kind of on edge it's very uncomfortable if you know, Rich Steve or one of the Project Mayhem people are going to win the Battle Royal named for your father, you know, it, in his honor, in his memoriam. It's kind of, I mean, it's not kind of, it's very just in poor taste, everything they're doing. Uh, so I think, I think a lot of people, even if they don't necessarily know you all that well or your history all that well, I think a lot of people want to see them get their you know just desserts and uh i yeah. I, I don't know if, if if one of them comes out the on top the winner i their their target on their back gets 10 times bigger if you ask me it's gonna be 10 times bigger and i think that place will riot 
That's yeah. I really, that's I a really little... believe y'all gonna have to call the Delaware State Patrol to come because that place gonna have a riot. I I wouldn't put it out of the question. So, I, all I know is is that and and now add on to it now this just we we I I decided that I I'd, I'd put a little money where their mouth is. They want to talk all this trash. Jay Cortez is with them. Jay Cortez has joined forces with them. Whatever. The Jay Cortez and them been talking. They said, Mike, I guarantee money you ain't nobody's gonna win on your side. It's gonna be Project Mayhem all the way. I guarantee money. So what we decide what I decided to do was I called Jay Cortez out yesterday and I said, This is the deal. I'll put a hundred dollars in a jar. You match it, and we'll get the fans to donate a little bit. If if anyone besides Project Mayhem wins the Randolph Scott Memorial Rumble, all proceeds Go to Nemer's Hospital in Wilmington, Delaware, the Children's Hospital, and donate it to the kids. So how about you put up or you shut up, big boy? Well, he put up today. He said, uh, Mike, you got it. Money in the bank. Okay, we'll see. Oh. It's funny. Everybody's thinking it's money in the bank. Everybody's thinking it's money in the bank. It's money well, in the bank. You know, Jay... He's not going to do that unless he's pretty confident. Does that lead you to believe he has tricks up his sleeve? Something in his oh, back yeah. pocket that he's going to pull last minute to ensure that uh, Project Mayhem comes out on top? Is there anything? Is is that running through your head? Oh, yeah. I mean, I know that, that I got a target on my back when I walk in the building. You know, I know that. But you know what's funny? I've. I've told Jay a lot of what I know, but I ain't told him everything. <laughs> and I told Jay I know all these people, but I ain't told him everybody. Well, well. I, th- I think I can speak for just about all the fans that are going to be in attendance that uh, I look forward to Project Mayhem getting their comeuppets this Saturday. It's going to be nice, and I know I'm going to be grinning, and I'll be looking into heaven when I see them get their comeuppets with a tear in my eye. And say, Daddy, we took care of it. And, and you know, speaking of Daddy, I, I do want to say this, and, and this is off topic because I'm tired of talking about Project Mayhem. In fact, they, they're kind of giving me indigestion. But no, maybe that, and I just got through eating dinner. But like I was saying. So, you know, something weird has been happening. We first had New Jack on this. New Jack couldn't do it. Then we had... Um, the franchise Shane Douglas come out, then something happened with that. A little known fact about my daddy, one of his favorite wrestlers was the Sandman from ECW. Mm. It was announced yesterday that the Sandman will be at the at the show. Now tell me my daddy ain't had a hand in something. I did see that yesterday, actually. I was scrolling through and I scrolling through Facebook and I saw that announcement and um, I did not know that factoid about uh, about your dad. That is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. That's a shoot. That's that's real, and that's that's the truth. And, and yeah, dad was a big Sandman guy. He always liked the beer drinkers. I don't know. <laughs> he liked Austin. He liked Dusty, and he liked uh, he liked the Sandman. So, and that's the way that was. So, uh, um, have yeah, you had so, communication uh, with Sandman? I mean, are you confident? You know. To me, I just I've lost a lot of trust with people over the whole last year and everything that's yeah. happened. You know, it it it's 
in one hand, Sandman coming in is exciting, but in the other hand, you know, whatever whatever they're make whatever Kool Aid they're getting people to drink, are they going to give him some? You know, there's it. It doesn't seem right that everyone's agreeing with them. They have they're not built upon anything. You know what I mean? It's it's very strange what's going on. Yeah. So I I don't know. I guess we're just going to see what happens. You know, that's that's just the way that the cookie, the cookie falls, and I'm not scared of anything. The only thing I'm scared of is the devil and going to hell. And that's it. <laughs> well, that might I'm be... Not uh... even, I'm not even scared of my wife. <laughs> uh, I, I, hey, you, you said it. <laughs> but, so it is what it is. If that's how it works. That's how it works, you know. Then I know who I can trust. I know who I can't trust. I know I've been burnt. I just got burnt pretty bad. Yeah. My friend, my wife, my wife of all people, and my best friend of 20 plus years turned their back on me. You know what I mean? So what, what are you going to do? See, even my niece is over there laughing at Project Mayhem right now. <laughs> my three-year-old niece knows what's up. So, so. You, you know... Looking looking forward into the future, you know, is Michael Scott a first of many generation in in the wrestling business? You know, does does your niece have some sort of you know aspirations? Is there anyone you're looking to next? No, I, I think that this the Bucks going to end up stopping with me, <laughs> um, unless unless my nephews do something I don't see coming. But you know, my because I'm 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 a, I was I'm an odd child, and uh, I always have been, and you know, and a lot of people don't like the light. They don't like to be in the spotlight, you know, and, and and that's them. That's how that is, and I understand that. You know, my little brother's that way, and my son's that way, and and it's just how it is. You know, it's hard being the brother and dad to a guy like me. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, yeah, it's hard. My father didn't like being in the spotlight. He'd probably be kicking my butt if he knew what I was doing. <laughs> he said that was his daddy. But, again, you know, uh, I'm proud of um, – he's getting all crazy. I'm proud of uh, – you know, I'm proud of the fact that I did do it. I'm proud of the fact that my family, even if the buck does stop with me, that my family and the people that I hold dear in my heart, like my brother sitting there next to me and my sister-in-law, my little niece, my goddaughter, that you know, they can look at this at the end of Saturday and they can say that the bottom line is that Mike lived his dream. You know, Mike lived his dream and Mike went out hard. And I think that's the, the takeaway from all this. You know what I mean? Even though all the craziness is happening, the bottom line is, is that a man lived his dream. And no one's going to take that away. You can't. And there's nothing that can take that away. That's and that's you know really all we can ever really hope for. And uh, yeah. and you and you got a chance to do it, and that's something. I think one of the reasons too is uh, just in us talking to you, you are uh, pretty genuine, pretty real. And oh, yeah. in what is come. what is a business full of facade? And uh, smoke and mirrors, having a real genuine person in it is something that can sometimes be hard to find. And um, 
we've we've certainly got a good one in you, and it's uh, it's certainly going to be a big moment uh, on Saturday at the Delaware Agricultural Museum. Um, it is uh, Big Mike's curtain call, huge card. Get your tickets, whatever tickets might be left. Um, yeah, no, the, yeah, the first two rows are sold out. We got general admission available. It's going quick. So, and, guys, get your tickets. Get your tickets. Get your tickets. And that is Saturday, December 9th. Doors open at 6 p.m. First bell at 6.30 p.m. in Dover, Delaware. Four cage matches, six title matches. The uh, the Randolph Scott Memorial Rumble match. Big Mike's curtain call. It... Uh, it was a pleasure to talk to you tonight, and um, it is uh, certainly going to be a great night on Saturday. You know, last time, I uh, thank you, and I enjoyed talking to you guys, too. Now, last time I was on here, you guys loved my story. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I, knew, I knew that we were going to be talking today. Uh-huh. So I said, I got to remember a story that's going to make these boys laugh. Well, I'm not going to be upset about this. All right. Okay. So, I'm in. I did a show in Philadelphia. I think it was the first icon. Well, now I won't tell that story. I'll tell this story. <laughs> I did. A, I did. A, I got lots of those kind of stories too. But I did a show in um, uh, where were we? Virginia Beach, and um, we were doing a show with uh, Demolition. It was Axe from Demolition and Road Warrior Animal and Coco Beware. Okay. So I'm sitting at that. We were. Having, it was Dave and Buster. So I go out and I. Do the Dave and Buster's business, and and we get the crowd hyped. And then, man, the lines around the block for Animal. So we're there, and uh, the promoter, who's Eric Nelson, who one of you know I've talked about him before on your show. Eric Nelson comes up to me and he says, "Mike, I need your help." I said, "Yeah." He goes, "Animal's got to take a piss." Okay. I said, "Well, what? What is it? Why does that involve me? (laughs) What? How does this all involve me?" Yeah. He goes, "I need you to take Animal to the bathroom." I said, what? He said, I need you to walk Animal to the bathroom. I said, all right. So we're walking. Now, Animal is twice the size of me. Mm-hmm. Animal should be my is bodyguarding me, not me bodyguarding Animal. So we're we're walking to the bathroom. He looks up, and his son's playing on TV, and, and we're all sitting there. He's just smiling, big dad smile, you know. And I said, yeah, you got to be awful proud. Huh? He goes, man, you got no idea. And he goes, all right. I said, man, I really got to pee. So he starts walking. He gets to the bathroom. We get to the door. He looks at me. I look at him. I said, boss, you got it from here. Go handle it. I'll be standing right here when you get back. <laughs> I was not about to walk into the bathroom with Road Warrior Animal. That wasn't going to happen. <laughs> was it uh, like a multi-unit bathroom or... <laughs> Again, I have no idea. I stood outside and <laughs> let him go handle his business. Okay. He didn't need my help. He's got it. Okay. Even though I, I have had some awkward meetings with wrestlers in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. One time I was taking a leak, and there comes Tommy Dreamer taking a leak right next to him. Hey, Tommy, how you doing? We had a five-minute conversation while we were taking a piss in the bathroom. Some high school in Maryland somewhere. <laughs> not a good time to shake hands. Uh, not a good time to shake hands, but you're just talking, hey. You know, <laughs> back in the day, that's where they got dressed. That was the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. So that's you know that's that's where it was. You know. See, I was I was thinking something much, 
you know, more nefarious when uh, when the promoter asks you to walk him to the bathroom. Like, hey, walk him to the bathroom and, uh, you know, on the way, pat him down for any weapons or anything like that. You know? No, I'm not touching him. No. <laughs> I'll let you know. I'll let. Uh, I'll let. No, nah, I'm not doing that. No. <laughs> I've never been uh, between him and meeting Bill uh, uh, Demolition Axe. Bill Eady mm-hmm. was the two times of my life I've ever been like, holy, this is cool. <laughs> like, 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 oh god, like, because I got. I had to go get him at the front of the restaurant, and I'm and I'm standing by, and we're walking up. And, there's Bill Eady standing there in the lobby just waiting for somebody. I said, Mr. Eady? He goes, yes. I said, I'm with Stranglehold. Come on. And I was like, I just got through shaking the hand of Mass Superstar. Like, this is crazy shit. And yeah. so <laughs> I was like, this is crazy stuff. So I, it's just stuff like that, you know. It just, you know, those are the memories that I have between those. And, you know, me uh, buying Jazz and St. Clair a cup of coffee in Dallas, Texas, when she really wanted wine and um, – <laughs> Uh, all those stories, I got lots of. So next time we talk, I have to tell you. I'll have to tell you Jasmine's story next time. Well, so we will. We'll have to do a whole episode on on road stories. We can go back and forth and and oh, get God, crazy we'll with it. it. I love it, man. Well, we will definitely have to have you back on, but definitely good luck. I know, I know it's, it's going to be, be a great, great show, show uh, on, on Saturday. Saturday. And we, we certainly hope, hope the best, best for you. For you. Next, next time, time we talk, talk to you, it'll, it'll be. be It'll be, It'll be after, after the, the show. show. It'll, It'll be post, post uh, right, right at the end. end. And um, it's, uh, it's, it's been, been a pleasure, pleasure as, as always. Uh, thank, thank you again, again for your time. time. Hey, hey, maybe I got to thank, thank you so much. God, God bless, bless and, and thanks, thanks for the promoting, promoting and just keep doing what you doing for wrestling. wrestling. I really, really appreciate it. it. Oh, oh, thank, thank you. you. Bye-bye. God bless. And that was Big Mike on the eve of his curtain call as we as we talked with him about any number of things. his uh, The thing that struck me the most, which I kind of had a feeling it would, was his discussion about what that battle royal being named after his father uh, meant to him. Yeah, you know, he's always entertaining. Uh, but like you said, he's always, you know, wanted to be in that spotlight. But at the end of the day, Big Mike is a family man and... Everything that's been happening in the last couple of months, especially, uh, it's got has to be rough for Big Mike. So to have this battle royal to honor his father, I really hope it comes out in his favor um, because I know it's a very important thing to him. And it goes beyond wrestling, right? It, it's the love of your father, the love of your family, and... Um, you know, if Project Mayhem takes that away from him, like you said, the place might riot because everyone knows it's that it's real. You know, people, you know, this is real for him. These are real feelings. You don't take that lightly. No, no, not at all. It, um, certainly hope that that night is uh, everything that he hopes it's going to be. Uh, it, uh, it's going to be a big night. And to everyone going out there, I... Certainly hope everyone can appreciate what that night's going to mean. Not to mention the fact that the card is stacked, just from a wrestling point of view. Beyond everything to do with the curtain call and everything to do with kind of the, the emotions of it, that is a stacked card. There's four steel cage matches. Yeah. Um, six title matches. Not all of them in Rampage. Yeah. It's like at least five promotions, six promotions, something like that. 
um, from a value standpoint, you're going to be hard pressed um, in pretty much any region of the U.S. to see this amount of talent on one card in the same night for the price of one ticket. So value-wise, I don't think there's been a better show um, in the last couple of years up here in, in Delaware. And, you know, this is all the pots are boiling. Now all the stakes are in this. So if you're, if you're on the fence, this is the show you want to start with. If you haven't been to a show, you know, this is the show you want to buy your ticket to and just enjoy it because it's probably not going to happen again for a while, anything of this magnitude. No. No, certainly not. And it's, it is certainly good as a kind of one last note on it. We'll put a put a bow on it and end it. But um, it's, it is really cool to see all these promotions come together uh, for this for this moment, um, for for somebody who's meant a lot to professional wrestling, professional wrestling in this region. No, you said it. Were pro- pro- what did you say? <laughs> I don't know, and I don't care to try again. That was our segue. Switching gears now. Um, yes. Do we want to get into everything that happened? It's been two weeks. Two weeks since we've done a uh, a live episode. And maybe more than that, three weeks? We, the last... Four act- weeks? So the year? last one we recorded live, <laughs> recorded, technically we've recorded all of them live. Yeah. But the last we've one... We've recorded all of them as I've been alive. Well, maybe there was that one time it was questionable. Yeah. But you're, you've always been alive. I hope so. I think. I hope so. Yeah. Um, I'm a very patient zombie with uh, an eye on the long game. Um... Anyways, the um, last time we did a, a pretty typical standard episode was the week before Survivor Series. Oh my god! <laughs> and um, we did we did SmackDown Cinema for our special Thanksgiving episode. We hope you enjoyed that. Uh, last week, unfortunately, we were not able to come together due to various circumstances affecting both of us that uh, were certainly not planned. Um, but we I are. Hope not. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we are back together, and we have a lot to get through in a short amount of time. I think Survivor Series is now two weeks past. Yeah. We know what happened. Everyone's we, analyzed it. We're good. We're, uh, we're good there. You know, there's really only two things to say, and that's AJ versus Brock was the right move to make. Correct. That would not have been anywhere near as entertaining or as good with gender. And they told a good story. It was it was an excellent match. Um, they told they told a believable story for somebody super to, believable. somebody like Brock going up against super good wrestler, but maybe not the strongest guy in the room. AJ Styles. Yeah, and um, and then the main event, um, the five on five Raw versus SmackDown match, which you know. Up until this point, the whole card had been either average or pretty good, or in the case of the Universal slash WWE title match, pretty great. And then you got to the main event, and it really just reminded me of like the old WCW style, where they had all the young guys on the undercard, and they were working their hearts out. And then you got to the main event, and it was a lackluster you know, just cavalcade of older stars. Well, there were four part-timers, two yeah. on each team. Um, 
one guy in Kurt Angle who had wrestled uh, one match in WWE, and and he clearly his leg was hurt. He 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 could hardly walk around down to the ramp. Triple H, uh, who's wrestled one match in the last year uh, in WWE. Um, let's see who else is there. Cena, John Cena, who, who is the return was kind of wasted. I mean, if that's what you were bringing back Cena for, don't bring him back. <laughs> yeah, it was it was very much a waste. Um, didn't didn't he pin? Uh, didn't he pin Finn and Samoa Joe? I don't think so. I don't think Cena pinned anybody, but it's been two weeks. Well, I think he did. But I either think, way, uh, either way. So Strowman did right. Uh, no, well, no, Finn that, and that, Joe that, were on right, his right, team. Right, right. That's why I think Cena pinned them. Um, but regardless, the only thing that made that last match really worthwhile, I mean, it was cool to see, I was really mad Nakamura was the first eliminated. Yeah. The, it, it was just You know what would have been better? If Cena, if Cena had been pinned first. If you were going to use him like that way anyways, yeah. have him get pinned first by Strowman. Because that does nothing but build Strowman. It doesn't hurt Cena. It's just like, ha, oh, no one would have expected it. Right. And even it would have just put a little bit more oomph on Strowman. Just, but, I wouldn't have ended the show w- with Shane versus three or four. Strowman, Angle, and uh, Triple, Triple H, H yeah. which uh, three of your four part-timers are in the last four. Yeah. Um, and the whole Triple H, you know, uh, attacking Angle and then attacking Shane. Like, the whole thing did not makes sense it was hard to follow no because why would you think angle or uh, mcmahon was shane mcmahon was such a threat you needed to take out kurt angle it was just the unnecessary nature of it but i guess that's the point of kind of the point of triple h's character he just does stuff to be petty now but yeah but the the saving grace of that was braun Strowman. as braun Strowman is raw's and wwe's trump card right now if they feel like, well, we kind of booked a weird finish for this, send out Strowman yeah, and do have something him just, with Strowman. just destroy everything. The fans will pop and everyone will be happy. And, I mean, that part was good. And I guess it's pretty clear the two Triple H matches that we're going to be getting, Triple H and Angle and Triple H and Strowman, which order those go in, I'm not sure. I, I feel like Triple H and Strowman would be better for Mania. Um, but I know the original plan when Angle was brought back was Triple H Angle for Mania. That could have changed. Um, things change all the time. But, you know, for a while, uh, Roman Reigns versus Lesnar, which all year since Brock won the title, um, since Brock feuded with Goldberg, the idea was Roman uh, Brock at this year's WrestleMania. For a hot second, it was taken off. Now it's back on. So we'll see. And the the question mark is... Who is going to face Brock at the Royal Rumble for the Universal title, uh, which was penciled in to be Finn. But uh, as we all know, apparently, uh, according to Vince McMahon, Finn's not over enough. And Finn's kind of been running with that on Twitter uh, as of late. Yeah, uh, Finn went a little wild on Twitter. Not not necessarily like, uh-oh, he's going to get himself in trouble type way. But think back to... 2011 for me. Zack Ryder on his YouTube show yeah. where he's making these smart mark innuendos about here's the ball, here's Zack Ryder, here's the WWE dropping the ball on Zack Ryder. 
yeah. type deal. Um, you know, that it's, or, or Zack Ryder trying to climb over the fence, like, I'm trying to get over, I'm trying to get over, am I over yet? Zack Ryder with a crayon and a piece of paper for a minute, and then he holds it up and goes, I knew it, I knew I could draw money. <laughs> like, that's that's the vibe I get from that. And that worked for Ryder, I, I, for Finn, it feels like that probably somebody told him, hey, slow it down. Um, I mean, understandably... You have, to, you have to talk about, too, Finn... A little over a year ago, or so before Finn got hurt, he was super over. He, he was, had he was hot shotted directly into a title match after being in on the show for all of about five minutes and got injured. When he comes back, you kind of feel like listen to the audience and they, they were really hot for him. And then they started putting him in all the weird rivalries. Like yeah. all he did was go up against the weird guys. Like it was Bray Wyatt, or um, and it was it was not all Finn. It was always fifty fifty, which right. is gonna cool anybody down. Right. It was it was awful fifty fifty booking, and then I th- I'm really surprised too because he and Styles put on a really good match that had zero build, mm-hmm. and it was a completely different story for Finn, who had spent all this time against Bray Wyatt. A.K.A. Sister Abigail, who's apparently disappeared again. Um, but you you go through all this effort, and now at this point, like it looked like Finn was going against Kane, and then Kane got rerouted to Strowman, and Finn is I don't know what's don't, Finn I... doing. He because it also looked like Finn and Joe. And now Joe suddenly feuding with feuding with Roman. Right, right, right. So the the natural route for Finn to take would be to go to Lesnar. I mean, that's what everyone thinks. I mean, Heyman would put Balor over in every promo for the last couple of weeks leading up to the Survivor Series match. Right, and you you looked at back in the summer when Finn was one of the, the, in that fatal five-way, it happened at Extreme Rules, and the build for that the best build in that was for Finn yeah. to win again and go against Joe. Because, one, Heyman does what Heyman does, and he did it perfectly. He built Finn up perfectly. And Finn kind of felt at times like the forgotten child in that match mm-hmm. leading up to it. And then that happened, and suddenly it's like Finn went from like, well, he's not going to win, to I think he's the favorite. Yeah. Even over Roman. Yeah. So, so it's it's been interesting... Um, and I don't know what they're going to do with him, um, but I th- think it wouldn't it wouldn't hurt the WWE. People are going to watch the Royal Rumble anyway. People are going to buy tickets to the Royal Rumble anyway. And I think Finn, especially watching the match Brock just had with AJ, I think Finn can make Brock look really good. Do we have any early favorites for who's going to win the Rumble? Um, can we just assume it's going to be Roman? I do you think they'll I do think that, that in would Philly? Backfire. I think that would backfire so hard that they would have to realize that. Do you think they would have the gall to do that in Philadelphia? What would you think if Matt Hardy won? Yes. <laughs> um speaking of which, um by the way, this particular week of WWE television was so boring. <laughs> I this is the It this, was wrestling heavy and the wrestling was good for the most part. But. No, and I will say like for WWE 
style. Like, yes, the wrestling was good for the most part. It just didn't feel like any of the storylines moved. Well, you got to remember, they've got, what, seven weeks or more to the Royal Rumble. That's the next pay-per-view after Clash of Champions, which isn't even Raw-branded. Well, so, so that's the trick, they too. Buy their I can time. understand why Raw is kind of slow. Why is SmackDown slow? I think they... I think they did make an effort to beef up the Clash of Champions card. Well, the tag team, the tag team also, division got a good amount of time, which I appreciate. Yeah. The women's division is a little bit of a mess. We're back to every woman in the division is in the match. Yeah. Which yeah, they seem to do pretty regularly, which is really bothering me. I think SmackDown was hurt this week because a lot of guys were in the Middle East or traveling to the Middle East and weren't on the show. There was no... Gender. There's no gender. There's no AJ. Um, you know, so that takes a hit, and I think maybe that's why it lagged a little bit. That's but true. they they are beefing up. I mean, whether it'll go on last or not, the Orton Nakamura versus Zayn and Owens match with Shane as the special guest referee is the de facto main event for Class of Champions. And that's not a small main event, uh, especially with the stipulation, with the intriguing storyline. What is Daniel Bryan going to do? There's a lot of you know, speculation on that. Will this lead to a Brian return to the ring? We don't know. Um, obviously, it comes down to the opinion of one person, uh, and, and that that opinion is based off uh, the WWE's head doctor, uh, So, who, who is not in the camp of doctors saying that Daniel Bryan's good to go. There right. are a lot of doctors saying that, that Daniel Bryan's found, and Daniel Bryan's gone through... Um, some new treatments, some you know innovative rehab uh, to work on his head, work on his neck, everything like that. And he says he feels great. He said he wouldn't wrestle if he, if there was any possibility, he would do major jam major damage. Uh, but you know, there's a lot of things in play here. Daniel Bryan wants to wrestle. He's made. He's not been shy about making that a point. His contract's coming up uh, at the fall of 2018. Ring of Honor, Cody Rhodes, or Cody, don't say my last name, Rhodes, uh, the Young Bucks, they're trying to co-promote uh, an arena show where they want to fill it with at least 10,000 people uh, based on a you know offhanded tweet from Dave Meltzer. Well, now it's this thing where they want to put 10,000 people in a building. And if you're looking around the landscape of wrestling and who's available – you got to think that Daniel Bryan is a number one on that list of who could put that many people, build that much interest for an indie show. Um, the, the Young Bucks have not been shy, have not been quiet about them pleading and uh, making the pitch to CM Punk to come back. So they're, they're not going to shy away. They're not going to you know, pull uh, anything back. They're going to go all out for this. In fact, I think it's called All In or All Out. I think that's the name of the show that they're going to call. Um, so there's a lot of things in play. Does the WWE want to make it seem to Brian that they are leading him back into a wrestling program so that he signs again and doesn't go? You know, Because even though his contract's up in the fall, you got to think those talks, those contract negotiations are going on now uh, or in the very near future. So it's very interesting to see what they're going to do. I think a lot of people don't want the Daniel Bryan return to be with Shane McMahon, um, I, especially with all the people that they have on that roster on both brands. So, you know, it, the Clash of Champions has a lot of interest kind of outside of the WWE for, for, for 
meta reasons. There's a lot of interest in that. Um, and, you know, really, I don't know. Obviously, somebody's going to go Hill. Is it Shane or is it Brian? We don't know. Um, so, I don't think the fans would accept Daniel Bryan going Hill. Well, they wouldn't. It, Especially it, against he, a McMahon. Being Hill as in siding with Zayn and Owens, who are heels air quotes but are over but are over and if you have Shane on the other side with Randy Orton that's fans just really aren't going to get it behind them as baby fans get behind Nakamura. Nakamura yeah this but- is going to be a, this is going to be a smart marks like super confusing life moment cuz like especially if you're a new japan guy like, if you love New Japan Pro Wrestling and you watch WWE, you may dislike what they've done with Nakamura, but I'm sure you're really rooting for him because him showing well there helps him. But he's going to be on the white meat babyface side of the equation, depending on how this works out. I think Orton can always turn on a hat. McMahon can turn on a hat. I, Brian turning won't be acceptable. Ultimately, this could lead why Nakamura would get in as this leads to Orton turning on Nakamura, and we get a rivalry out of that. And, you know, I, I could see where that goes. We have talked about this, and I've already said it three times. The only interesting, particularly <laughs> interesting thing that happened on WWE television this week was the reemergence of broken slash woken Matt Hardy. Well, he was broken, and then he <laughs> laid dormant, and no, now, now he is woken he, again. He will always be broken, Yes, but now he is woken. Yeah, that was great, but with... In uh, front of his curtain. With an asterisk, right? Because when is the last time that somebody really benefited from a feud with Bray Wyatt? Not that Bray isn't great, but when is the last time that's done anything for anybody... And I've forgotten most of the feuds he's been in for, between Finn Balor all the way back to Roman Reigns. Yeah, there was Randy Orton where they burned his house oh, down. Oh, yeah. The, for the, WrestleMania. The, uh, hard, the House of Horrors match. Yeah. I had forgotten that. I had buried that in I my memory up, banks. I'm sorry I brought up that painful you memory. You monster <laughs> elbow pads, slacks, and no shirt. So, you know. And a tractor. I, I really don't know the last time somebody benefited from a program with Bray Wyatt. But it certainly wasn't time, Harper. This certainly is also, wasn't Rowan. This, certain, is, this is super believable, though. Like, this makes perfect sense if you're going to bring Matt Hardy back and you just want, let's make the weirdest feud we can possibly manage. Bray Wyatt actually seems like the sane one for the first time in his career. I think it'll work, but the issue is... Are they doing this to build Bray up? You know? If you have to ask yourself that question, then you haven't been watching WWE television for three years. I know. I don't think they do anything but to build what if Bray they up. got a bug in them that said, you know what, we need to reestablish Bray Wyatt? Or at least 50, go 50-50. This would be the... that would So Bray Wyatt is over. He gets pops. Not nearly very many because he loses constantly. But... He's actually more over than he should be, um, even though he's working heel and should be getting booed. You want to make Bray Wyatt a heel, have him pin broken Matt Hardy, woken Matt Hardy, except for you're really playing to the smart crowd at that point, and that doesn't, that's never seemed like WWE's game. 
No, I mean, I really hope they strap a rocket to Woken Matt and let it go. And it sounds like, you know, by all the reports, Vince was impressed by the reaction that it got. He wants to give Matt the creative freedom. Uh, not all of it, but more than uh, usual uh, talent. Um, so hopefully, you know, it it will end up good. But to do Woken Matt 100%, in my mind, in my opinion, he's got to he's got to get a hold of the universal title. That's where it ends. That might be where it ends, but how long? I I don't see them doing a long build to that. I see them seeing how this progresses. I there that could be a really good way to get the IC title off of Roman. Granted, it would be a triple threat match because there's no way they're letting Roman get pinned and then have him go up one on one against Lesnar. Yeah. Um, I don't know how you get the IC title off Roman by the time he needs to face Lesnar. Uh, maybe an Elimination Chamber match in February for the IC title. Maybe that's how it goes down. But, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they play that. Um, but, you know, it could be soon. It could be Joe taking it off of him, you know. I don't think anybody would fault uh, Roman for that. No, that would be believable. And then I guess you, I could see a world in which Woken Matt beats Samoa Joe with WWE in a WWE universe where Roman is nearly untouchable. Yeah, and also I haven't seen the timetable recently, but it's not going to be too long before Jeff is back. So, you know, that could play into it. Will they feud? Will he join up as Brother Nero? It, this is This is... A good thing, though. We have all positive questions. We're very eager to see how it plays out. But I do have hesitation uh, just with their history, uh, just with the WWE's history with Bray Wyatt and with these characters that are over to the fans but not necessarily over to the office. And didn't get over because of the machine. Right. They got over either in another promotion or they got over naturally. Uh, I, get, I bring up Zack Ryder again because yeah. he is always going to be the poster child for natural pushes or natural um, uh, natural ways of getting over that don't have anything to do with WWE specifically. Yeah, and um, we'll you know we'll see what the merchandise sales do if those skyrocket if the pops continue and don't diminish. Um, well, the pops, depending on where they now, they were in L.A. Yeah, which, which is a smarter town. It is, but it L.A. L.A. is weird. L.A. I actually compare a lot to D.C. because it's a it's a lot of people who there are smart marks in L.A., but it's not Chicago, it's not Boston, uh, it's not Toronto. Right. There's a ton of casual fans. And the pops that were coming from Matt Hardy on that video, every time it would cut to Bray, it would be relatively quiet. Mm -hmm. When it would cut to Hardy, the fans would lose it almost every time. Listen closely to that video. When they get to the end, and like it's just it, it's perfect. It's basically it's almost like WWE turned the track on for the crowd cheers. It was so clear and so obvious. So hopefully. Um, this works out well for Matt Hardy because this is every person who knew about broken Matt Hardy has wanted this, and all of us pretty much gave up hope. Well, yeah, it's been what eight months, 
he they came back at WrestleMania, yeah. and they've been fighting this legal battle, and we've heard all these different things, and most of us just believe, well, it's dead. But there were always still handful of delete chants. Just Matt Hardy kind of looked like he went into the gutter the last couple of weeks. They, you know, the last month or two, since Jeff has been hurt, yeah. Matt Hardy has basically been a jobber. Yeah, he's worked with the Jason Jordans and such like that. But uh, they he got they destroyed by a, Brom, uh, Braun Strowman. Broman. Broman. Uh, they did a good job of keeping at least the pilot light of the idea lit throughout the last eight months, right? They couldn't do it, but, you know, Matt would do a broken arm gesture or put his arms up or something like that. You know, they they had hints enough of it to keep it on life support until they were able to find the cure. Wonderful. And um, But, yeah, I agree. That was the most interesting thing that happened on WWE television this week. Although, I think historically, something much bigger happened in the WWE this week. We should go very quickly. We are close to time because okay. our interview went over a little longer than expected. But, yes, the uh, WWE is touring in uh, Asia and in the Middle East. And the particular item that you're referring to... There was a women's match for the Raw Women's Championship in Abu Dhabi. And this we, is the same believe, place that last year when the WWE went, that no women were allowed to perform um, because culturally it's not accepted. Correct. And that was not the case this time. They actually, uh, not only did they perform, it was a women's championship match, and it was between Sasha Banks and. And Alexa Bliss. Now, due to the law in the region, they uh, women cannot be uncovered in that part of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, in public. In public. And Sasha Banks and Alexa Bliss, who both, you know, are they, we're not talking about the bikini, the skimpy bikini types that we had in the mid two thousands and in the Attitude Era, but they don't wear like really long anything, and they were right. covered from wrist. To their feet. Yep. Now, the only thing that was exposed were their hands and their faces. Yep. Um, and or their heads. Yeah. And um, from what I understand, it went off pretty well. Yeah, I mean, they did it. It seemed positive. Um, I think both of them are extremely moved by it. I think a lot of people are moved by it. There's a post-match interview with Sasha Banks uh, up on you know the WWE's social media where she's talking about seeing um, young girls in the crowd and what that must mean for them, who their entire life, all they've known is that this is a woman's place in their society, and now they get to see Sasha Banks and Alexa Bliss perform um, live. So I think the magnitude of that um, is going to cause a ripple effect in pretty much the future <laughs> you know there i don't see com- coming back from it um i don't see regressing from it i think it can only be a positive thing and um you know much bigger than wrestling um of course yeah so hopefully that leads to more good things um there were a ton uh, you pointed this out to me earlier, and you were absolutely correct. There were no shortage of uh, big 
news in the wrestling world outside of WWE. Yeah, we can run through some of that really quickly. Let's um, go through hit 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 those bullet points. Uh, well, you know Conan, uh, who's a, a big player in especially in Mexico, uh, was working with the Crash, which was uh, rival to AAA. Um, they wanted to branch out into the states, um, and they were working on those deals. They were working on talent uh, exclusivity and things like that. They never really got there. And um, Conan kind of had a falling out with the money people in that. Um, he did, he couldn't understand why they would disagree with him or why they would force him to move in a direction that he knew wasn't the right direction to go in, that sort of thing. So he has left the crash, and he is now working with a another company called Aerolucha. Uh, and Aerolucha uh, is putting on its first show very soon with pretty much 100% the crash talent. Uh, so this is kind of kind of caused something, and and you know this is going to be a change. Um, Conan has done this before. I mean, he did it in the '90s um, with you know other promotions where they split off from WCW or AAA or CMLL and and kind of you know made their run for things, got popular, and then most of the time the talent got absorbed back into one of the major promotions. So we'll see where this goes. It could be could be interesting, could be nothing. That's the world of wrestling. Um, uh, you know, moving from the south to the north in Canada, where Impact's based out of now, uh, they've announced a new power structure. Uh, Ed Nordholm is the anthem head um, who basically controls everything in Impact, but he is delineating all um, creative, all um, you know, corporate business day to day stuff to primarily three people. Uh, this was announced just the other day, uh, Scott D. Moore, Sanjay Dutt, and of all people, Don Callis, uh, Cyrus from the WWE and ECW and uh, current lead color commentator for New Japan Pro Wrestling on New Japan World. Um, so, that you know, he's still going to work for New Japan. Um, he's one of the main people that put together the Chris Jericho-Kenny Omega match that's about to happen. Um, so he's, he's a power player. Um, and, and it's an interesting story too, because he was in the wrestling business until basically, uh, 2001, 2002, when WCW got bought out and the whole, you know, the whole history there, you can read, you could, there's a whole book you can read there of that, uh, time when WCW was, and, 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 and Time Warner and AOL were emerging and where WCW was in that and everything. Um, at that point, though, Don Callis was like, I have to get out of the wrestling business because it's too volatile. It's not stable enough for me to live my life. So he completely left. He you know, got a degree and he was working as president and CEO of a capital company in uh, Canada until a year or two ago when Chris Jericho wanted to expand his podcast network and he got Lance Storm and... Don Callis to do a podcast called Killing the Town. Shortly, right around that time as that podcast began, Steve Carino was signed to WWE uh, Developmental as a coach, as a trainer. 
So a spot opened up on the New Japan commentary team. And, you know, Kenny Omega, who's from Winnipeg, where Callis is from, where Jericho's from, uh, put the word in for Callis. Callis got the gig. Now Callis is the one of the top people in Impact. And he's he's one of the main hands in putting the biggest you know matches of 2018 together so it's kind of this crazy topsy-turvy extreme roller coaster of a story for Don Callis and uh, if you've ever listened to that podcast if you've ever seen any of his promos you know that this guy is more along the lines of the Paul Heyman's the Jim Cornette's um, more along that line of things he's 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 not a Vince Russo or a John Gaborik or something like that this guy is a wrestling guy who knows his stuff and um, so I'm I'm interested I think it's a positive change for impact um, they've gone through a lot of changes the past couple of weeks they've announced uh, they're not gonna hold uh, talent exclusively they're not gonna you know keep a stranglehold on their uh, gimmicks. That's why we have are allowed to have Woken Matt Hardy um, without issue now. So uh, it's a big change. Um, of course, you know Ring of Honor is um, is working on a ten thousand seat uh, show. You know they're going to have the Sea of Honor tournament later in the year on Chris Jericho's cruise. Uh, Chris Jericho, by the way. He seems to come up a lot in news recently. Um, it was announced that there is a Fozzie show on the day of WrestleMania in another city. So uh, it f- looks like that's pretty much the death nail in any return for Chris Jericho to WWE this WrestleMania season. Um, Which isn't overly surprising, that he, given that he is wrestling for New Japan in January. Yeah, but from everything that I've read and seen and heard, um, he went to Vince first about that and just said, hey, it's an opportunity for me to do something special, do something somebody, you know, people thought wouldn't ever happen. Uh, it's an opportunity to make money and it doesn't take anything out of your cookie jar because it's in Japan. And I think Vince is smart enough to realize that Chris Jericho is an asset um, to the WWE, but you know, he's had a good relationship with him over the past couple years. Pretty much since 2005, Chris Jericho has been part time. Uh, when he's there, he's there, but when he's not there, he's not there. And um, you know, I think he opened the door. I mean, without that, would there be a Brock Lesnar? Would the, you know, <laughs> return? Would there be a Rock return? Would there be you know anything? So it's interesting. Um, I think that. Chris Jericho definitely has another WWE run in his career, if not more than one. But, you know, he is in his mid-40s, getting into his late 40s. And, you know, I think he's just going to go out and try to do, try to pop everyone as big as possible. And we'll see what happens. I think if, um, I think if he wins at Wrestle Kingdom, it's not a one-time deal, obviously. Uh, I think if he loses, uh, you know, everyone's saying it's a one-time deal. So, we'll see. It's probably a one-time deal. Um, I don't see him going back and wrestling for WWE immediately. I think he saw that this was a cool opportunity. And that's probably the end of it. Um, but he also does this. If This last run he had in WWE was pretty sustained. And it was a while. Uh, that fr- uh, friendship with, uh, with Kevin Owens storyline went for a while. 
And we saw him basically in and out before that every six to nine months. But for this one, he actually was there for over a year um, the entire way through. Remember, he wrestled AJ Styles and at WrestleMania. And then the following year, without taking a break, he wrestled Kevin Owens. Two, uh, the Kevin Owens-Jericho match at Mania wasn't great, um, which I don't know if anybody's seen the, the 365 they just came out with on the network of Kevin Owens, mm-hmm. but I know that Vince was very unhappy with their match, and they actually showed it. Um, and uh, if you haven't seen that 365, it's, it's a little typical WWE. There's a lot missing uh, because they try and cover essentially – a whole year in 45 minutes. So it should have been longer, but it actually was kind of cool to see the the progression and see how he goes along because Owens is not really where he wants to be. He wants to be champion, and he actually had a nice reign with the Universal title. Um, yeah, and you know, if a you lot put, of that if you If you use time on TV, he is still the longest reigning uh, Universal champion, and he will be for some time if Lesnar keeps the belt. Yeah, a lot of that, uh, a lot of the Chris Jericho, Kevin Owens storyline was written by Jimmy Jacobs, who's now no longer with the company, obviously. So it's like all the pieces that really made Kevin Owens run the level that it was, and as entertaining as it was, and uh, promoted as much as it was, aren't really there anymore. You know, so. I mean, he's still in the main event picture on SmackDown, but he's, well, he's their not top in the heel. title picture. He's their top heel. Like, he is. He's He and Miz actually do occupy very similar roles on their separate shows. They might not be necessarily in the main event all the time, but they're the top heel. They're the guy who you're always expecting out there and who's always going to be antagonizing. And Owens and Zayn start the show almost every week. So... That's the same thing Miz is doing on Raw. So I think they're both being used in very similar manners without necessarily being the top champion, although that's arguable with the Miz, given that Lesnar's not there. Right. And and Miz is off for a matter of weeks anyway, and they're, you know, filming the Reen 6 or whatever. And Miz uh, and Becky Lynch, who are both in that. And Shawn Michaels. Well, he wasn't wrestling. That's true. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so it's... It's interesting to see how they're balancing kind of this the the we have these main titles, these WWE titles, these universal titles, but we also have other people who are actually there all the time or who are actually promoted as the main event. It's I don't remember a time in WWE where it was this uh both prestigious in 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 the champion but also like least amount of time focused on them. Um, and other, other, other news. It this looks, should be the last thing. Okay, last thing. It's not important at all. Uh, <laughs> but Bill Goldberg will be in the uh, CW show The Flash. So there you oh, go. Yeah, That's I for did, Josh. I did see that. Uh, well, uh, Stephen Amell was recently in Ring of Honor. In Ring of Honor um, uh, in a bit with Cody. So... Um, all these, all these weird situations. Although I think Bill Goldberg's not going to be super upset about some of the avenues that are starting to open up for him since he came back. No, I think uh, I think it was a good shot in the arm for yeah. his extracurricular career. 
yeah, all right absolutely. so all right so that'll do it for us you are wrestling this weekend sir i'm wrestling tomorrow Wow, I gotta, I gotta. That's sleep. that's Friday for those of yeah. you not listening to us. Friday, at this moment. December eighth, Denton, Maryland, Denton Volunteer Fire Co. Be there, ACW Adrenaline Championship Wrestling. Um, it's gonna be great. I'm, you know, I'm gonna be there. What else do you need to know? I guess we should tell them a little more. Well, the Vic Ramone, the ACW champion, will be defending his title as he usually does this time against the Bully Club's PJ Parker. Um, interesting decision by ACW management. Yeah, I've had um, my run-ins with the Bully Club. Yes, and they have decided, the Bully Club, it has been decided by ACW management that the Freebird rule will now be in effect, and uh, the Bully Club will actually be in a match, but it will be uh, Adam Ugly stepping into P.J. Parker's place. Yeah, I've had my run-ins with Adam Ugly. <laughs> <laughs> I know you have. That's all I'm going to do from now on is just say that. Um, we also have uh, Louis G. Rich taking on Chris Wilde yes. for the light heavyweight championship. Yes. Um, it should be a good show. Uh, it's also, I believe, a Toys for Tots donation. It is. So bring toys. Yes. Bring an unopened... unopened un, you say it. Bring your unopened toys um, for the Toys for Tots campaign. Uh, the ACW will be participating. Uh, that Again, that is Friday night, uh, December the 8th. Uh, if you're listening to us on Friday, go buy your tickets. 25 for ringside, 15 general admission, if I remember correctly. Great value. And uh, it is. I actually, I've been to multiple uh, ACW shows. I will be there tomorrow along with you. I will be ringside as per usual, taking photos. Good. Um, somehow trying to figure out how I'm going to get them posted. Um, so it's not too crazy later this weekend. Um, but it should be a good show. And, of course, uh, like we talked with Big Mike earlier, go buy your tickets. Get out to the Delaware Agricultural Museum for uh, what was originally just a Rampage Pro Wrestling show. Now it is a joint effort by, we were told, six different promotions. Um, I've seen five of them uh, listed on the website, uh, on the Facebook event. Go do that. That is Saturday, December 9th. Um, at Delaware Agricultural Museum in Dover, Delaware. Big Mike's Curtain Call. It will be a very special show, um, more so than usual. There's going to be a lot of great matches, but it's going to be a really, really crazy night um, and one that you'll probably remember for a long time. Yeah, so, you know, thank you for listening. Go support indie wrestling. Get out to a show. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash barricade show. Follow us on Twitter at barricade show. You can listen to the show each and every week at soundcloud.com slash barricade show or search for over the barricade podcast on iTunes and Google play. Follow Lee Brando on Snapchat, Twitter, and Instagram at Lee Brando underscore and send him a friend request on Facebook. Just search for Lee Brando and don't forget you can send us an email over the barricade podcast at gmail.com. Send in your suggestions. We'll see you next week.